Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking baseball with you here on the show. Yeah, yeah, I had to do another one of these. Uh, Rocky's just sort of fizzling out at the end of the season here. Not a whole lot to talk about until I, I could do. I mean, I could do some bigger picture stuff right now, but I figured I'd jump into the big baseball topic of the day. And unfortunately, I've got to go back over to the American League in order to do this. But this is just what's been on my timeline for the last couple of days. It's been what people in my Discord have been chatting about a little bit. And uh, I want to get into it because I've I've talked about it a little bit before in the past. But it's become relevant again, obviously, with the, the Aaron Judge story, right? So Aaron Judge has hit 61 home runs, tying the all-time American League record. And of course sparking, re-sparking a debate from my childhood up through now because a lot of these guys, you know, coming up for Hall of Fame or whatnot about the steroid era. Because, of course, it does beg the question. It's funny to me. There's there's a lot of uh, Doth protesting a bit too much going on in my mind. A lot of people coming out and basically saying, no, the steroid era, it doesn't beg this question. The, they're, those guys hit more home runs. You know, McGuire, Sosa, Barry Bonds is the home run king. And anyone saying that it's Aaron Judge is just somehow being petty or ridiculous. Or actually, I've seen in a lot of places, naive. Uh, which is really funny to me. Because quite frankly, I, I think the ones on the other side of this debate are the ones hiding a bit behind ignorance and naivete. There's There's been a... A whitewashing of history. There has been a, a sort of general attempt in the baseball world to essentially claim that the steroid era either didn't matter, it wasn't really that bad, or it's just the same as a whole bunch of other kinds of cheating that have taken place throughout the history of baseball. And so Basically, we should have just let all those guys in the Hall of Fame and people should stop talking about the record books and and whether or not, you know, if Aaron Judge hits one more, he will be the, quote, true home run king. You know, we had this debate when Barry Bonds was finishing out his career and, you know, being the, the career home run king. And, you know, Hank Aaron didn't show up. He sent a video message, but there's a reason Hank Aaron wasn't there isn't there there's a and and so it's it's interesting to me because there seems to be this crowd of people who want to kind of forget all of that and just say hey look it was entertaining it was fun and we shouldn't look negatively upon that era and in doing so i feel like they're kind of sliding a lot of stuff under the rug that's really important actually kind of fundamental to the reason why at least most of us like sports, why why most of us get into these kinds of things. And so I wanted to address some of this today because for me, Aaron Judge is the true home run king. I mean, he's at least tied four. And if he hits one more, uh, you know, with, with Roger Maris, uh, th- that'll be that'll be for me the record, 62 or 63 if, if he can get wh- whatever that is. Because I'm going to start by saying this, and I'm going to come back to this point several times because for me it really is the most important one. And this is what we're talking about here. It is impossible to hit 73 home runs without taking steroids. A lot of people seem to want to make this conversation about 
any number of other things. Other people that were taking steroids, people throughout history who've taken greenies or uppers, and we get into this that debate every single time. Uh, a lot of other things that it come down to. But for me, it really is as simple as it is impossible to hit 73 home runs in a 162-game baseball season without taking steroids. So either we have to decide that Barry Bonds cheating blatantly, admittedly, and with our own eyes and ears, we all knew when he was doing it, he was cheating. People were bringing syringes to the ballpark. I was there. I remember this. Right, so we can either decide that that is the season that we're going to hold up as the greatest home run season in this sports history. That's the one we're going to choose to celebrate. That's the one, because no one's ever going to break it. Now that there are testing, there, there's testing in place. Now I'm going to get into the, you'll note I didn't say now that it's illegal because it was always illegal and I'll get into that. But now that there's a whole system of enforcement behind it being illegal, right? Guys just aren't taking steroids and, and not, uh, you know, obviously guys still get popped for PEDs every once in a while, Fernando Tatis and so on, but they actually get popped for it and then they get suspended for it. And we're not seeing the kind of ridiculous obliteration of the record books that we saw in the late 90s and early 2000s, which is one of the first points that it, it's really the biggest one. Whenever someone tries to tell you that like, oh, greenies and uppers, it was basically the same thing. Or, hey, steroids don't make you hit home runs. You know, they, they don't make you a great player. You, you still had to be a, a great player. And they point to, you know, 10 guys who, who took steroids and had mediocre careers or whatever, right? But all of that is irrelevant when you look at the statistics, when you just look at the number of home runs that were hit during that time. You, you had the juice ball year a couple of years ago where it got close, right? But every, And this is over a, a, a stretch of years where it wasn't just that the top guys were all of a sudden hitting 50 all the time and then that, you know, three guys in a handful of years go well over the 61 it was it's obvious look this is again one of those things where who's being naive really the people who are trying to get into the weeds and say you know what that was really bad and we should talk about whether or not that record is legitimate or the people who want to say oh yeah no those guys i mean maybe maybe they could have just hit 70 home runs that, that might have just been maybe they didn't need the steroids why'd they take them then no, no, no. Let's not be, again, let, let, we don't have to lie to ourselves. If, if you want to come down on the side of, you know what, I find cheating to be entertaining. I don't really care what they do. Uh, I don't really care about holding them accountable. I don't care about holding anybody accountable. I just want to be entertained. I don't care about the rules. I think that leads to a, a bad slippery slope, you know, place for sports in general. And I'll get into that in a minute. But if that's your position, okay, fine. But don't, try to tell people not to trust their own lying eyes that, of course, the reason that Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds were able to do this and no one's been able to come really anywhere close since is because they were taking steroids. It was the determining factor. It's the reason they took them so that they could do it. <laughs> Barry Bonds even basically came out and said as much. And people have said on his behalf that, 
He was really frustrated seeing Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa do their thing in 1998 and all the attention and love that they got. And so he was like, I'll show you what I can do when I'm on that stuff. And then he did. And great. But again, we either decide that, okay, that's it. There's nothing we can do about that. And he will forever be the single season home run king because no one will ever be able to beat that number. Or we recognize that that wasn't real, that he was cheating that he took a substance that allowed him to do what he did, that other people are now explicitly banned from and will be suspended for taking. And so most of them don't. And so they're never going to be able to reach 73 home runs, ever. It's not an unbreakable record because the eras have changed or because the guy like Cal Ripken Jr.'s unbreakable record was truly the iron horse, any of that stuff. It's an unbreakable record because he cheated. Now be honest about that. Don't try to hide behind his talent or the era or any of that stuff. If what we're saying is, and again, this wouldn't be allowed if this was international competition, there wouldn't even be a question, right? If this was the Olympics, there wouldn't even be a question. The record would have been expunged and we'd be talking about the new home run king and rightfully so because those other guys cheated and everybody knows it, but they're trying to muddy up the conversation uh, for, for, well, I won't get into their reasons. I'll let them speak for themselves. Uh, so let's get into some of the arguments being made and and specifically sort of my counterpunches here, right? I got into some of this a little bit. The other people also cheated conversation, right? One is totally irrelevant that other people also cheated. Uh, again, this is not a principle that we apply in any other aspect of our lives, whether it's the legal system, rules for sports, rules at school, anywhere you can think of where there's, you know, a, a set of documents that that rule how we're supposed to behave, right? The principle of we can't hold anyone accountable unless we hold everyone accountable is, of course, very silly, right? We wouldn't do this. Again, these, are, these analogies are not direct. I'm not saying that any of this stuff is as important as taking steroids. The point of these analogies is to cross-apply logic and say, if you're saying, essentially, well, if we hold Barry Bonds accountable by taking, and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, by the way, by taking away their home run records and officially recognize 61 or whatever judge ends up with as the legitimate home run record. Well, now we've opened the floodgates and now we've got to take away, you know, this or that, because again, greenies or uppers or guys were stealing signs or what about the the spitball and all of this other stuff. And that's just not how we apply this logic in any other element of our lives. You have to go case by case basis. Of course, not every instance of cheating is the same. The rule book doesn't treat them so. Our society doesn't treat treat it this way. Logically, no one would think to do so. A guy stealing signs out at second base is not the same as paying off the umpires, right? And the punishments for those two things shouldn't be the same. So the notion that because I'm saying, hey, these guys cheated and should be held accountable that someone can counter with, well, then you have to hold accountable everyone who cheated of any variety at all. And then some people have been like, what about the 2017 Astros? And I've been like, yeah. I also feel like they should have been held accountable. I was very public and critical. In fact, I wrote an article saying that the commissioner of baseball should resign because of the way he handled that, right? So I've been very consistent on this stuff. 
But even if I wasn't, even even if I held some philosophy that decided that what the Astros did wasn't that serious, if I could make that argument, the point is that those two things are not related. Having one opinion on steroids and home run records does not mean that you therefore have to have another opinion on sign stealing or electronic sign stealing or greenies or uppers or game throwing or gambling. All of those are different things <laughs> and and each one of them requires like I said earlier, a case-by-case study and understanding and recognition, which is why I'm going to keep going back to it's impossible to hit 73 home runs without taking steroids. This isn't about the general principle of cheating. It's about how does one achieve a great achievement in sports. That's one of the things that we're here for, for the big Serena Williams moment, for the, for the I mentioned the Cal Ripken moment, for the, the 3,000 hits and the big home run, and, the, and yeah, and breaking single season home run records. And if we're saying, well, no one can legitimately break this record anymore because we have to hold up the standard. I use the analogy today on Twitter of like, if a kid in class cheats on a test, he had the answer sheet, and so he knew all of them on the test. And it's a really hard test. Baseball, by the way, a really hard test. And then you grade all of the other kids in the class based on the curve of the kid who cheated, which is exactly what's happening to Aaron Judge here. Instead of getting an A-plus in single-season home runs, he's getting a B-plus or an A-minus. Why? Because Barry Bonds cheated, and he threw off the curve. Now, if you're okay with that, if you think, Add tough rocks, pal. Or maybe, hey, Aaron Judge should have taken steroids. Then maybe he would have hit. Maybe he'd have hit 80. And that would have been more entertaining. So good for him. But again, in our society, we don't. We just don't apply this principle anywhere else. And so it shouldn't be applied to this. The idea that if we hold one or two or three people accountable for their specific actions, that that means that we have to go and hold everybody else accountable. First of all, I think we should try to hold as many people accountable as possible. And I'm fine going back through the record books if that's really what people want to do. But again, that's just illogical, right? That's roughly the equivalent of saying, well, hey, you know, we caught this guy for robbing a liquor store, though we know the liquor store across town was also robbed last night. So we're not going to actually put this guy in jail because we didn't get them both, you know, that because that would be unfair to the guy that got away. And that's the same argument they're making here. It, this would be unfair to the 1951 team that, that lost on the shot heard around the world because those giants were cheating. And it's like, actually, no, holding Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa accountable means nothing for the 2017 Houston Astros or the 1951 pennant race or any of that stuff. It's about steroids. It's about the home run record. That's all that it's about. The other thing is, it, that's the bleeding red ink argument, right? You you don't say, well, this person who's got bleeding red ink all over their hands, that's McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds. Guys, we know, we absolutely know cheated and broke these records, right? You say, well, what about the people that, that we don't know who also could have? Sorry, again, that's... The, that's the guy who, who didn't get caught robbing the liquor store. And as much as I'm in favor of arresting all of them, we have the ones with the red ink all over their hands. And those are the ones who we can hold accountable. And so we should, right? That's either rules, legal systems, or whatever. We either write these things down and they have a purpose or they don't. 
And I think there are a lot of people who are really coming up to the verge or the edge of, especially when they're arguing, you know, it's all just entertainment, of saying the rules don't matter at all, right? And why even have them, right? There are two other things I, I want to talk about on the other people also cheated argument. First of all, this is literal whataboutism, right? This is those guys took steroids, they broke the home run record, we should hold them accountable. What about? What about greenies? What about? What about, what about? It's not about that. That's not the conversation we're having right now. We can have that conversation. We can do it another time. Right now we're talking about Aaron Judge, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, and what is a legitimate number of home runs to hit in a 162-game season. If you think the steroid numbers are legitimate and you're fine holding those up and celebrating them and grading everybody else on that curve, just say that that's what you're doing. But don't pretend like it was more legitimate than it was. And the last thing I have to say about this point, and, and I've pointed this out before because it, it's bothered me for a long time. There are a lot of misnomers about the steroid era, a lot of them. And I, I'm more than happy to get into the details in the future and sort of link people to some articles written by players like Frank Thomas and Gabe Kapler, people who were very vocal against it at the time because there's this notion that like, well, everyone was doing it. It was the era. We even, I've said several times, I've called it, I think just a few seconds ago, the steroid era, which makes it sound like every single person in Major League Baseball was using. But we, we've got studies on this, and it turns out that most of them weren't. That these guys who were doing this painted an entire generation as guilty cheaters, which is really unfair because the people who were doing it the right way the Frank Thomases and you know Larry Walker always insisted that he had some weird line about how the only thing that ever went into his, his ass was a pancake batter or something like that. Um, these guys had every incentive in the world to do it, right? And they're the ones who, in my mind, should be celebrating for, for celebrated for having the ethics to know that it wasn't right, that it wasn't legitimate, that that's not what competition is about. Maybe it's what entertainment is about, but it's not what fair competition is about. And most of these guys are real competitors, man. And you know, there's that, I don't know if, if other people remember this or, or know about it at all, but there, there was this Chris Rock joke at the time, basically excusing all of this stuff, saying, hey, if they could give you a drug to make you better at your job, you take this pill and it's going to make you 30, 40% better at your job, you would take it. And it's like, yeah, you would. But if that also meant that other people were less likely to succeed at their job and the reason this analogy the reason why these real world analogies always break down when you compare uh like baseball to a normal job is because of the winning and losing right at your job if you write a great report or, or you have a good day at the office you have a good day in sales you know i do a great podcast that doesn't mean some other podcast has a terrible one we can both have great podcasts that day right i can win they can win everyone can win that's not the way it is in sports. If you win, the other team loses, right? You hit a home run. That means the pitcher gave up a home run, right? And so other people are being cheated when you take that pill, when you take that needle, when you take the steroids. And so the people who decided to go about doing it the right way 
did the right thing, the thing in the Saturday morning cartoon, the thing we all teach our children to do. And somehow they've been made the bad guys in all of this. Or or worse in a lot of cases, they just get ignored and not talked about. Or it takes them 10 tries to just barely get into the Hall of Fame like it did with Larry Walker. Right? Where instead we should be celebrating that not only did he do what he did, he did it the right way at a time when there was all the incentive in the world and a lot of people making excuses for the people who were cheating. So let's get into that word. The second really big argument that I keep hearing from people, it wasn't really illegal. First of all, yes, it was. There's a few things that need to be made clear about this. Steroid use was not explicitly prohibited in the Major League Baseball rule book until like the late 90s. And there wasn't enforcement mechanism. And I talked about that earlier, right? You can say that something is illegal, but if you don't have any enforcement, if there's no like... Okay, so what happens if I get caught doing it? Oh, we're going to tell you not to do that anymore. They didn't really put all that in place about testing and suspending guys until like 2004, right? Or three. Um, And yes, all of that is true. However, that is a bit of a whitewashing of history. There are a few things that need to be made abundantly clear when talking about the legality of this. First of all, a lot of these drugs were just illegal in in real life, right? So sure, it's kind of like saying, you know, well, my job, again, now we're going to compare it to real jobs because this isn't about winning and losing. If I said, you know, well, hey, uh, you know, Mile High Sports doesn't have any specific rule on the books against me taking hardcore drugs or whatever, but then I took some hardcore drugs and went on a bender and they fired me. What the heck, you know? Like, well... Yeah, if you <laughs> right, stuff was illegal. Not only that, and and a lot of you remember this as well. Those of you who are old enough or have done your research or whatever, but I, I fear that with like a younger generation, a lot of these details are getting lost. Like, why were there congressional hearings? Why was there testimony? What was the Balco investigation about? And a lot of that had to do with the general illegality of the steroids. So, sure, baseball didn't explicitly prohibit them from having a lot of the things that they had, but the laws of their state oftentimes did. But beyond that, the the more serious crime in a lot of these cases was that they were crossing state lines with the drugs. Now, obviously not the players themselves. They were paying people go-betweens and... Forget the guy's name now. I, I used to remember. Oh, I totally. Wow, there's a, a person from history I've totally forgotten who basically ended up be, being the fall guy and said, yeah, he was the one who was breaking state. But they're like sending these, these illicit drugs through the mail. If any one of us had been in possession of or certainly trafficking these same drugs and got caught, we'd be in jail, Right. There are lots of people in this country in jail right now for far less serious drug offenses. Okay, so I, I I really balk a bit when people talk about, well, steroids were and, and they, they never say steroids were allowed. Right. It was basically allowed because they weren't and people hadn't been using them. Why? Because in every international competition in several other major professional sports, people knew that juicing was against the rules. It wasn't fair. It's not what 
competition is about. Obviously, in the Olympics and things like that, people had already had gold medals revoked, and and which is kind of similar to what we're talking about here, right? Like this process is already in place, and and the Olympics have shown us how to do this. It's just funny to me when. You know, sometimes Americans go like, well, how would you even possibly take away a record for juicing? It's like, it's actually quite easy. Let the, uh, you know, let, and, and sometimes it's even been done arguably unfairly, you know, check out Marion Jones. But the fact is hiding behind like, well, it wasn't technically explicitly outlawed in the rules of Major League Baseball. Like, these guys had to show up in front of Congress. That's how much, that's how much trouble they were in, right? So, uh, they were breaking rules. Now, the other thing about this is that the fact that Bud Selig and the BBWAA and just baseball writers and journalists of the time didn't do a good job of holding them accountable at the time makes the scandal worse, not better. I've seen a lot of people say, and and somebody actually said this to me just a moment ago. It said, you know, if Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame, then Barry Bond should be in the Hall of Fame. And I just replied, I am absolutely fine taking Bud out of there. I didn't get a vote on that one. I was like 16 or 17 years old at the time, whatever it was. You know what I mean? I, um... Uh, This is one that I've always struggled with this logic of like, because they screwed up then, we basically have to accept it. Like the BBWAA are not the end-all be-all when it comes to ethics, right? They're not. In either holding Barry Bonds accountable by not letting him in the Hall of Fame now, or by not holding anybody very well accountable by largely, mostly looking the other way as it was going on in the late 90s and kind of reeling in the clicks and the clicks and the hits there wasn't as much of an internet based uh, industry back in 1999 i don't think there was some of it but you know the people listening to the radio and buying newspapers or whatever because barry bonds and mark mcguire and sammy sosa and it was exciting so a lot of these journalists and, and bud selig didn't step in and do anything about it and i hold them just as accountable as everybody else again this to me isn't a shield for barry bonds or, or any of these other people it's just more people who were responsible for what happened and who should also probably be held accountable. Again, they don't really give you votes to take people out of the Hall of Fame, but I don't believe that two wrongs makes a right. I don't think that saying, well, because they let Bud Selig in and because these people looked the other way, we might as well just let this guy in. Because, Again, it's not about... If you're trying to claim that that's somehow unfair to Barry Bonds... The Bud C League is in the Hall of Fame and he's not. Again, that's where I'm having a really hard time feeling sympathy for a guy who got all of this money, all these career achievements. He hasn't had to give any of them back yet. There are still people out there on a daily basis throughout the baseball world insisting, and it seems to be the consensus opinion now, that he's the greatest baseball player who ever lived and people should just stop talking about the steroid stuff. And so it's just wild to me. I even saw some people today pulling the he never failed a drug test thing. Now who's being naive? Again, don't... If, you, if you're just deciding to throw up your hands and say, you know what, everyone cheats, I don't care, it was entertaining, you know, baseball might as well be professional wrestling, 
just script it at that point. Fine. Like, I can kind of get behind that. I like professional wrestling. I'd probably still watch baseball if it was scripted, you know? But but I, I think it's important that it's not. I've always held that the rules are the most important thing that separates sports from everything else. It's what makes them a meritocracy. It's why Jackie Robinson can break the color barrier in baseball 20 years before Martin Luther King Jr. Because he could play. He could hang. It was a meritocracy. If you were allowed to change the rules around to benefit whoever you like or don't like, they never would have allowed Jackie Robinson to play. The rules have to apply equally and fairly to everyone. And yes, there have always been people who have skirted it and that makes it muddy and that makes it difficult. But that is the job of especially journalists who are supposed to be able to dig through all of that mud and say, yeah, while this might look similar, here's why these two things are different. Here are the details about what these guys did It was against the rules. They knew it was wrong. They did it anyway. The writers and the commissioner knew it was wrong and a a lot of them went along with it anyway. And it was. It was wrong. And the idea that we just don't hold anybody accountable for it because other people also got away with stuff is, I'm sorry, just not... Beyond not being logical, I just... I don't I don't see a society operating that way. I know it's I like it's just baseball or whatever, but it's like we just how does that make any sense? Again, the argument here is not that anyone who did anything wrong should have their entire careers wiped from the record books. This isn't even about the Hall of Fame anymore, right? This isn't about that institution which is determined by a relatively small group of people, the the BBWAA And it's just, they get to decide who's in and who's not. But the rest of us get to decide for ourselves who the true home run king is. So I'm going to say it one more time. That the issue here is not hold all cheaters accountable. The very narrow parameters, which is still a big conversation, but the narrow parameters of the conversation that we're having right now is that it is impossible to hit 73 home runs without steroids. So it's not a real record. It'd be like if we allowed the world record for the 100-meter dash to go to someone wearing rollerblades. And then people were like, well, rollerblades were never explicitly banned in the 100-meter dash before. And people go, well, all right, that guy set an unbreakable record. We're going to ban rollerblades forever from now in the future. Everyone's just going to run with their feet. But that guy's going to hold the record for the 100-meter dash forever. People are like, well, but they're not even really competing in the same way. Yeah, well, whatever. doesn't matter. Record book says what it is. What, do you want to go back and check on other guys who were doing other? It's like, I, I don't know about other guys doing other things, and we can check on that too, but you saw the guy on the rollerblades, right? <laughs> it's not a real record. And the thing is, I think most of the people who are defending it know that. It's not real. And unless we're going to legalize steroids and say everyone should try to 
to reach that and, and throw our hands up in that way, which is something I would honestly be more in favor of than what we're doing now, which is suggesting that somehow it was okay, even though we all know <laughs> that it wasn't, and and we've banned it since for good reason. And I think the game has been better for it. And I think it is, and and this is for me where I'm going to wrap up because this is why I'm having the conversation I love sports, and I've said this before on this show, because it shows us what we can do. It, it, it's a marvel at human achievement. And what Aaron Judge is doing right now is far more legitimate, and in my mind, far more worthy of praise and celebration than with those and it would be very easy for me to be nostalgic about my own childhood and i think that's what's going on with a lot of the writers who grew up around the same time i did too is just they loved mark mcguire and they loved sammy sosa and they loved barry bonds and they hate looking back on that time it saved baseball you know and they want to be able to look back on it and feel good instead of looking back on it and feel bad but i want to be able to look at aaron judge And feel good about the history of baseball and feel like he's getting the proper, I don't know, doom, flowers, for the fact that he's doing something that nobody, and and it just, I hate that we have to make this caveat even again. And it's why, for me, honestly, I don't care if they change the record books. If it still says 73, it says 73. Uh, The same way it still says that the Houston Astros are the 2017 World Series champions. I don't have to accept either of these things. It's like the scene in, yeah, I'm going to do it, Captain America Civil War, right? Just because the entire world is telling you that something is one way doesn't mean you have to accept it when you know in your heart that it's just not true. It's just not real. The 73 home runs isn't real. 70 home runs isn't real. But 63 or whatever judge is going to get to here is real. That's that's so damned impressive. It's remarkable. It's something that nobody else has ever done before. And people are going to say, McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds did it better. And that's what I, that's the reason why I, I, I'm, because that's how this conversation is coming up. A lot of people saying, man, Aaron Judge might fairly be considered the true home run king. And there's a reason we say that. And then a lot of people clapping back, trying to act like these other guys did something more impressive when all they did was cheat. They weren't more impressive. Aaron Judge. That's impressive. Because to my eyes, three dudes in a handful of seasons were able to hit that many home runs on the roids. Nobody ever has hit this many without them. My home run king. Let me know what you thought. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up in the Discord. Let's keep it going. If there's anything that I missed, let me know. But that's where I stand on the issue. I felt like jumping in on it today. Thanks for listening. And make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. Make sure you're checking out all the written content over at milehighsports.com. And other than that, you're just continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. 
And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.